All right, so we're good? Yeah. We're ready. Are you ready? Yes, ma'am. Talk to me, Goose. Uh, uh, (laughs) uh, Do you have any pre... uh, any any kind of skit or anything you want to talk about before we begin before we officially begin? Yeah, I got something. All right, so um, so uh, Top Gun. Ma- so we we're gonna talk about about Top Gun Maverick, but uh, I think it's important <coughs> to address a little bit about the original one and how we both have a family member that is like particularly attached to it. Wait, really? Uh, Who do you have? Yeah. So Top Gun, the original one, is my mom's favorite movie. Okay. I know, right? That's she, such a weird uh, one. Why? She uh, she made me watch it like when I was a kid, and I and I grew so I I grew up like with her really liking that movie. She loves the soundtrack. She loves the planes. She loves the friendship. She loves the the beat the volleyball scene. She loves uh, she loves everything about the movie. So she was particularly excited about it, and I think the effect of the pandemic, the fact that it was delayed for three years because this was gonna come out in twenty eleven, I think this is the thing that hurt her the most. Just the fact that it was <laughs> for so long. Uh, so when it finally came out, I got her tickets. I, I was like, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna take you to see it. We're gonna see it like the, like uh, as soon as possible. I'm gonna get it to you in like the nicest possible chair, and uh, and we're gonna see it. And hopefully you like it. And she came in and she was, she was like a, she was like a kid in Christmas. Like she was so happy the entire time. She didn't shut up the entire time. <laughs> she talked the entire time, and it was kind of wonderful. Like I love to see people like. Like you know, be excited about the things that they love, and that was that was a really nice thing to see. Um, so I have that you know I, I enjoy the original movie. I enjoyed this one. Uh, I but being sat next to her and seeing her like that, like react to everything, that was pretty special. Now from what I've heard, heard you also got a got a family member that also kind of loves it. Uh, what yeah. did, did you get to see it with them? Like what what, what did how did how, how's that been? No, yeah. Um, so, w- without diving too much, uh, it, it's uh, Nikki's dad uh, loved the movie growing up. Yeah. Um, it made him want to be a pilot for a short period of time. He loved he loved Top Gun. Uh, yeah. We actually engaged in a conversation once, and he. It's rare that you can get him. It's rare that I've been able to get him like spinning on something that's a movie. You know, he he talks about lots yeah. that he likes. But when he was talking about Top Gun, like, he went nonstop for about 10 minutes on, like, great parts, great scenes, all the stuff that happened, the characters, like, he did to Top Gun what I can do to Batman or Joker. And that's saying something, okay. you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so, no, so, I mean, he, you know, when when we found out that he, how much he loves the film and whatnot, me and Nick were both like, let's get, let's buy tickets. So, we actually, uh, we bought the tickets for me and Nikki and her whole family. We all went together, all five of us, to watch it. And it was a great experience. You know, they loved it, the yeah. visuals, the... Actually, right from the get-go, like, everything was great. They, uh, not reviewing too much into the movie, but the fact that they started off with the whole, you know, America's elite pilots, you know, go to the school to learn aerial maneuvers. They called it. Yeah. Top Gun. Like, the fact that it starts off exactly like the original, and then it hits the danger zone, like... Yeah. Like, it popped everybody, and, like, just for the briefest of moments, I looked over, four seats down, and I saw a smile, I'm like, alright, this is gonna be good. so no i mean i i think it was a it's a it was a great experience i uh matt i I, it's so nice because there's a lot of films that you and me really look forward to because we're fans of like these characters and this and that but i think one thing we forget is in the 80s it wasn't that common like you know yeah 
Like, it wasn't a guarantee you were going to get a sequel, let alone sequels. Like, we're spoiled, man. Like, I got, like, eight Batman films to choose from. You got, like, nine Star Wars films to choose from. This is the second Top Gun film in 36 years. We're spoiled. So the fact that we both got to see these people that we admire, like, have their moments where they love something, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I think that's that's going to be the thesis of the entire film. Uh, we're gonna get we're, we're gonna get when we get to that, uh, but yeah, just uh, it's nice to enjoy a movie. I think it's even nicer to enjoy a movie with people that are also enjoying it. In the words of one of my favorite authors, um, nothing that you do in this life will be as interesting as the people that you do it with. So that is gonna be a thing to carry throughout this entire film. So we're gonna start cheesy. We're gonna end cheesy. You ready? This film was not short on cheese, but down. All right, let's get started. Thank you for welcoming us onto your headphones. I'm Maverick. And I'm Rooster. And this is the rollback. It's the rollback. I, I thought you were gonna say goose. I was like, "Are you sure you want to be goose?" Because we both know what happens. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. I feel the need, the need for, for speed. speed. After more than 30, 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pitt Maverick Mitchell is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground him. So, this is, as we mentioned in the intro, the sequel, the the really awaited sequel to Top Gun. Uh, the hit from the '80s, and now uh, a new block, a new summer blockbuster in 2022. Possibly the greatest definition of the blockbuster is rep- every root of a blockbuster is represented in this sequel. I am making no secret right from the get-go that I love this movie, but I do want to hear. Uh, you, know, you know, we we talk about what, what what our family thinks. Let's talk about what we think. So. Um, I grew, I watched the movie when I was a kid, and, and, and I watched it a couple times more growing up. I watched it again before watching this one. You recently watched it to watch the new one. Uh, so we're going to have like that different perspective on it. Uh, what did you think? Of the original or the new one? Oh. Uh, uh, I, I understand why the original one was historic and it was a big deal. I get it. I just didn't... Love it. I, I like it a lot. Call it cringe. Yeah. <laughs> There's some cringy moments in there, but no. But this one, goddamn, if it didn't hit everything out of the park like twice. Like yeah. there's so much to Top Gun Maverick. There's so so much, and I'm, I'm genuinely scared we're gonna miss some things. Um, <clears throat> you're right. This is a blockbuster, and the crazy thing is, so this the budget was 170 million dollars. And it's not like they go anywhere crazy. Like, they're not. You know where all that money was spent? Goddamn jet fuel. That's where all that money went, was the jet fuel to film all those scenes. Because they, where are they? They're in a classroom. They're in a bar. They're in a classroom. They're uh, at a house. In a classroom. Like, they didn't spend jack shit on location. They spent all the money on jet fuel. And you know what? It was worth it. 
It was so worth it. Like I, I went in knowing that all the scenes that they when they were in airplanes, they were actually in airplanes. They're like, legit. The director just put cameras on top of them and then told them like you're gonna press record and you're just gonna say your lines while you're flying and then you're gonna come back. Like that's it. And god damn, like Tom Cruise, Jesus, Christ. he executive produced this. He produced this shit. He was the one. He's the idea guy. Like yeah, he he. There's a director. There's producers. There's a studio. But he's the one that brings the heat. And Jesus Christ. Like, what? Oh, God. How lucky are we <laughs> that we get to see something like this happen? Yeah. Well, uh, real quick. I, I want to talk about the making of the film before we jump into the story itself. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. not trying to go into too far in spoilers, but Val Kilmore actually uh, does uh, reprise his role as Iceman from the original. Uh, yeah. He, he has... Does. He has a throat cancer in this film, much like he does in real life. Um, at one point in 2011, I believe they were they were considering Top Gun Maverick. The the sequel to Top Gun has been in development hell for almost 20 years. Um, at yeah. one point, like Tom Cruise straight up said, like if we don't do it with uh, at least Val Kilmer in the film, I'm not doing it. Like like he refused yeah. to do the film unless he was included. He got paid to make to help make sure, like, hey, he's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, for his family and whatnot. So I mean, I look. I don't always have a lot of great things to say about Tom Cruise, but in that particular case, you know what? He's stuck by Val Kilmer, and I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in a perfect world, he should be like the world's greatest action movie star, but he's so fucking weird that you know that kind of stops him from that. Um, but if we just talk about him like as a movie star and as an actor, then Jesus Christ, yeah, he brings the heat. Like Yeah, he, we're not, we're not gonna mention any of the crazy uh Scientology South Park volcano alien stuff. All his all the all the women that he's married and divorced, you know, uh, all of that. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about Didn't that. Didn't he divorce um, uh like two wives when they hit thirty three? Or thirty? <laughs> uh that I don't know. That I don't know. I want to say I don't. I think Nikki told me about that. He di- he divorced two different wives when they both hit at the same age. It's like, gee, have is you, this have a pattern? You seen the picture. This is this is gonna be the last uh, the, the last thing I mentioned. But have you seen the picture of Nicole Kidman walking out of her divorce settlement? No. Like there's a there's a picture of Nicole Kidman like walking out of like the, of like signing her, her last piece of paper like for to divorce some Cruise and she's living. She's like. Yeah, <laughs> freedom. Da, 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 I'll, da, freedom. I'll send you the picture. I'll send you the picture. But but okay. But just like just just Tom Cruise as 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 Maverick. Jesus, like what a performance! What a what a feel good movie. Honestly, like like this movie makes me like believe in like old school filmmaking where you didn't have to have lore or wikis or anything like it's just a movie it's just a, and it ends and you feel so good because they win like that that's all I all, that's all I needed that's all I needed I needed a big stupid loud fun feel good summer blockbuster after three years of shit <laughs> I needed this I needed a movie like this mate and I got it, and I'm so and uh, and I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna see the Marvels. I'm gonna see the DC. I'm gonna see the. I'm gonna see the stupid Bullet Train movie. I'm gonna see it. But this, oh God, this, I wanted something like this. Okay, uh, I know it's franchise. I know it's IP. I know it's a sequel. But oh God, it's such a feel good movie. It's so. It's uh, 
I, I was so happy watching it. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, you're right. This is like... Okay, there's some iconic 80s films like uh, Rocky, Creed, Ghostbusters. In the last year, we've had... Well, the last few years, we've had those hit. We've had Creed, Creed 2. We had Ghostbusters Afterlife. Now Top Gun Maverick. Like, the 80s won't fucking die. No matter how bad we want them to. Yeah. <laughs> and then with the and then you know we just got the release of Stranger Things so like that that whole vibe is you know is 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 alive and well, but something about this movie it ma- it ma- I I was afraid that that it was gonna be too eighties, uh, and that they wouldn't find a way to like make it fit to you know twenty twenty two. They made it work. They made it work so well. Uh, the the filmmaking behind this is this is great. The acting is so natural, and you know. It, it like the characters are so good. Like they did, they didn't need to have like such a dark backstory or, or anything. Like it didn't need to be overly complicated. This movie works because it knows that it's a movie. It's not a statement. It's not saving anyone's childhood. It's just a good movie, and I am so into that. I, I more movies like this, please. Just more. Give me more of these. Like I will take a hundred of these before I take another. Jesus Christ, another. I don't know something else. Like this is this is the vibe. This is the vibe that we needed. What's called? Um, so, so let's talk about the film itself. So the film begins with Tom with Maverick doing the most Maverick of Mavericks, and uh, he takes yeah. a he takes a plane, uh, a, a experimental, very expensive, a badass looking, plane. a very experimental badass looking plane, and he the dumbass. the The agreement is he had to hit Mark, Mach nine today, right on this particular day. And they're like, well, no, they're going to shut us down. Like, they want Mach 10. He's like, we had another month to work on that. He's like, I guess not. Fuck it. I guess we're hitting Mach 10. So he goes against the Admiral's wishes. They wait. He fucking hits Mach 10. And everyone's celebrating. And even the guy's like, god damn it. We have to continue the program. But Maverick got a Maverick. He's like, just a little more. You stupid son of a bitch. Do you know how fast Mach 10 is? No so idea. each time you hit a mock, you're breaking the speed of sound, right? You're breaking the sound barrier every time. This stupid son of a bitch okay. was going 7,672 miles per hour. Do you understand? That's more than a mile a second. How much is that in kilometers? I, I don't know. I, I don't understand your your stupid metrics. God damn it. Fine. Okay. That's like going... Shit. That's even faster. Well, it looks faster. So that's like so going Mach ten is going twelve thousand three hundred forty eight kilometers per hour, which is a lot of kilometers per hour. Okay, I get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just that I I don't get your your stupid uh, your metric system, and neither does NASA, and neither does the does the rest of the fucking world. Fix yourselves. Hey, you America. know what? There's only so much I can do from from where I'm at. But but. The stupid son of a bitch is going over 7,600 miles per hour. And then he decides, you know what? Faster. And he destroys the goddamn plane. Which is the most Tom Cruise thing that he survives. Not one, but two bullshit plane crashes in this film. One, again, he was going Mach 10. Not only should he be dead, they shouldn't be able to find his body. Like... Like he has now been burnt up in the atmosphere, and he now exists in the dust in the in the like upper atmosphere. Yeah, I like the scene where uh, so he crashes, he gets up, he walks to this bar, he asks for a phone, 
And then he's, he goes like, where are we? And then a kid goes, Earth? <laughs> <laughs> I lo- like, that you know what, this film it plays really well with comedy, like at some parts. Like 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 this movie It has no reason being as funny yeah. as it is. Um Yeah. I don't know if I saw it with the with the best crowd possible, but everyone in my theater was howling at at, at a lot agreed. of scenes. Agreed. Because we, yeah. we also saw it on premiere weekend. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, no, nah, this is good. Um yeah, the people who wanted to see it were gonna see it then, and they were gonna be excited for everything. Well, the yeah. same way, that, like all the kids nowadays are like looking forward to every Marvel film. I, there were a lot of like older people going to this film, and they were acting like Marvel fans, cheering, laughing, having a great time, talking. Like, it's nice to be a part of a different yeah. crowd of like, you know what? I like the fact that everyone here loves this film. But um, so Maverick yeah. is supposed to be like kicked out at one point. The the gen- one of the guys says, "Look." You should either be at least a two-star admirable, which is the admiral, which is the equivalent of a two-star general. Which getting a star is fucking nuts. Congress has to approve of your star. You should either be a two-star yeah. admirable or a goddamn senator. And yet, your dumbass is here. As a captain, you refuse to advance. You refuse to retire. You got one choice. Go to Top Gun or you can fuck off forever. And he's like, I guess I'm going to Top Gun. Yeah. Uh, and there we meet the yeah. team, and Jesus Christ, uh, we meet the son of Goose. Yeah, uh, played by Miles Teller. He plays uh, Rooster, who is the son of uh, of uh, of, P- of Maverick's uh, friend Goose. Uh, I was uh, under the impression that he was going to show up to Top Gun, and he was going to see him and not know who he was. But then the movie starts, and he knows he has a son. He knows he's there. He stood in the way of him getting into into you know aviation uh we learned that later and, you know we know why this movie is not complicated at all he knows what you know why uh why he stopped it but can we just say miles teller you know he goes back and forth between being on you know not a great movie to being in a fantastic movie turning in a a, a mediocre performance to turning in a wonderful performance and you know he was great on on things like Whiplash, and uh, you know I liked. Uh, uh, I, I'm one of like the three guys that liked uh, the, that awkward moment. So like to me, Miles Teller is a great actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that he physically transformed into into Goose's son, because like he embodies everything that that character was in the original one. He dresses the same. He's got the mustache. The way he does the his piano. hair, like on a certain angle. Exactly, like he embodies that character so well that like you totally believe it's his son, and he's not doing an impression or anything. He's just being a great fucking actor. Agreed. No, I, and 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 oh, he's so good. He was so good in this. What's called he? It's nuts though because he. So Rooster's character arc is very much different, completely different from Mavericks or Goose's. He's a great pilot that doubts yeah. himself. Versus a great pilot that's too arrogant, yeah. that believes in himself too much. He's the polar opposite, you know. He's a great pilot that just hesitates for just a moment. Um, and his, his his whole character arc is one, uh, coming to terms with Maverick, but also like like coming to, to respect with Maverick. Which, in the film, Maverick never tells him, hey, it, it wasn't my call to pull your papers, your mother told me to do it. He never told him. That secret stays with him. He never yeah. mentions it. Uh, uh, Rooster just yeah. learns to forgive him, I guess, or understand. 
Which, I mean, you gotta imagine, I'm sorry, like, this might, I know I'm thinking about it, Rooster's gotta imagine, like, he probably did it because, out of concern for your livelihood, like, come on, man, don't be stupid, you know it's because he cares. But anyway, um, so Maverick is tasked with teaching this elite squadron of pilots how to fly, how to fight, uh, for this this mission to destroy uh, a uranium enrichment plant. Um... Yeah. I like how the stakes of this film aren't necessarily world-ending, but it's like, hey, this is a big deal. We need to handle this. It's it's very yeah. low, realistic, big... Sta- and I know those are a bunch of contradictory words, but this feels like a legit mission that would be done by the military. Like, hey, we got three weeks. We got to train for this. We need to do this. This is how we're going to do it. Yeah. And I like that the movie address doesn't address the villains. Like, they're, they're, they're like, oh, they're just villains like there are people that have this uranium and we have to stop them like that's it they're they, they don't go like they, they don't make it political they don't make it like uh they don't show the backstory of the villain so we can um, empathize we don't care they're just the bad guys like let's just go and kick them out that's it so the movie keeps the stakes of they're, they're going on a mission they're gonna fulfill it and we can focus on the drama we can focus on the drama of maverick uh, with Rooster, Maverick with uh, Jennifer Connelly, Maverick with uh, Iceman, uh, we we go through that journey with them. Um, they don't make it into like they, they don't make it into a puff piece, and I like that. I like that they kept it local. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like it's him struggling to teach these kids. Yeah. Which also, real quick, I want to call attention to a scene that I thought was funny, where they bring him in. They're like, "Here's the mission yeah. that we need," and then Maverick's like, "Well." I can do it. I don't know who the fuck else though we're gonna give to be my like three backups. And they're like, no, dumbass. We don't want you to do it. We want you to teach yeah. it. And I thought, oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Like he's not gonna go on the big mission at the very end. Like I respect that. And then like, ah, oh, you're you're an idiot, kid. If you actually thought Maverick wasn't gonna go on this dumbass mission, Tom Cruise is producing this movie. What did you <laughs> think was gonna happen? Yeah, like p- p- be, be, him being pushed to the side. Like forget about it. Um, but uh, so he. W- one of the big, if not the biggest selling point of this film, besides, you know, a good story or whatnot, the visuals, because god damn, like, these these jets are legit, they're real, you see them, I, I made a joke, uh, Tom Cruise, I don't care how well he looks when he's walking around, at Mach 1 or 2, at that speed, your wrinkle's gonna flat, I don't give a damn how young you look. I saw yeah. at one point his, his, the wrinkle above one of his eyes just start sinking in, and he looked old. I just like, oh, that's what the son of a bitch looks yeah. like. Out of the daylight, <laughs> in the darkness, that's who he is, Palpatine. <laughs> um. No, yeah, they, they... Also, I like that I like that they didn't hide his height. Like, Tom Cruise is not a tall man, but they could have very easily just put, like, boxes under him or something, but no, they're, like... Miles Teller and Glenn Powell, like, tower on top of him, and they just let it. I like that. Do you think uh, do you think he's finally he come to terms with like, his height? Oh no, he probably is now. <laughs> he's uh, a he's a more secure man. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, like I like that they 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 did they, they, they just let it be. Um, so yeah, so so he's there. He's teaching them. He reconnects with uh, the character of Penny, played by Jennifer Connelly. Uh, who uh, who who is great? Jennifer Connelly is like probably one of the best talents like they, 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 that you can get, and she works really well with them. So uh, she's great in the movie. Uh, the team, 
the 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 airplane pilots. Uh, they're great. Glenn Powell, I think he's one of the best younger actors that are working right now. I adored him in the movie Everybody Wants Some, and he was great in things like Set It Up. Um, so he's great in this. He plays Hangman, so, which is the other. He, he's the other like cocky pilot who's, who's yeah. also there. Uh, he plays a great like foil for uh, for Miles Teller. Um, the team is great. Uh, uh, John Hamm is in this. I almost forget that he's in this because uh, he was just he was just kind of there. It's weird having uh, Don Draper uh, bitch out Tom Cruise. It's weird. Like I believe it. I, so I believe weird. Don Draper it's, would look Tom Cruise in the eye and say "fuck you," but like it's weird to seeing that. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, and we see like the drama unfolding. We see like these characters kind of clash against each other, and they 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 have to address this. And Tom Cruise needs to make peace with them. Uh, he needs to make them into a team, which leads to one of the funniest and most memorable scenes in the movie, which we have to address. We have to address the 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 beach football scene, which uh, is either going to break some hearts or it's going to make people break their break their asses at the gym. So. <laughs> Um, you're not incorrect. You know, the original movie had the volleyball scene. You know, right? you're not wrong. Like, the original movie had the volleyball scene, but the football scene here is like, oh, fuck. But it makes sense, though. Like, yeah. when I saw that was happening, I'm like, you know what? I know what he's doing here. And when the when Draper's like, what the fuck? He says, it's team-building exercise. What the fuck do you think it is? Like, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I Have you ever seen yeah. the show uh, Burn Notice, or have you ever heard about it? No. Well, I, I have heard about it, but I haven't So, seen Michael it. Weston in it, he gives a lot of, like, perspective on why people do things or whatnot, right? That's part of his thing. And one of the things he says is, why do why do companies have their teams play sports? Or why do gangs, you know, work together to jump people or whatnot? Because group activities bring people to closer. Yeah. can bring people closer together, whether it's playing football or beating the shit out of the opposing gang. It brings you closer together. So, yeah. it makes sense. But I was like, playing football, yeah. offense, and defense it's, at the same time? That's bullshit. Oh, uh, I gotta give a shout-out to... Uh, what's, his, what's his name? Uh, there's one person on the team. Bob? Uh, God, what's his name? Uh, not Bob. Uh, the guy who's just counting the reps and who's just like... Uh, Jesus, what's his name? Uh, the big guy. Jesus Powell? Christ, what's his name? Uh, I, for, I forgot his name, but he's... Powell? What's up? Not Powell. Uh, fuck. I forgot his name. Uh, uh, he's the guy that's like... He's just there. Like, he's he's part of the team, but he's not a pilot. Like, like when when they're doing the the the, the push-ups, he's, he's, he's kind of just like counting yeah. them. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, is it Powell? I think you might be right, though. I, I, I forgot his name. Anyway, he has the best job because he doesn't have to do shit. He just has to be there. So he was, he to me was the, was the Oh, best I think character. it's Hondo. Um, but there's a lot, of, but Hondo? I think it's I Hondo. Think? Let me see. I might be wrong. Yeah, he's a comedian. Oh, no, I could be wrong. Yeah, him. Oh, okay. So he, yeah, so he was great. Um, so he, he gets all the, all, all the, all the team building. He starts to, you know, make his relationship with Rooster a little better. So that's, that's kind of like what they're, what they're looking for. Um, 
And then we get to, like, the mission at the end where he has to take... He needs to have, like, his his swingman and he needs to have, like, these pilots, like, run with them. And they have to do this mission. And we see, at first, they can't they can't do it. They do all these attempts to get, to get the mission going and they can't go. They can't go at it. And then he does it by himself. He does it in 15 seconds less also, though. He's like, you oh, got two minutes, 30 seconds. No one can do it. Motherfucker, yeah. I'm going to do it with 15 seconds to spare bitch by myself yeah and and then they they just they just go well you're the guy you have to do it and then he has to like choose you know people that to go with him so he takes uh he takes rooster he takes these these, these other two pilots and jesus christ just the adrenaline that i felt during those scenes the it was so well done it was just so well done like i have no idea how to how to describe it other than they set it up and they complete it, you know, wonderfully. The movie's like two hours, and yet it doesn't feel like it wastes a single second, and it never feels like it drags. And uh, yeah, I think I, I think I love it because of that. Um, another one of the scenes, the, the touching scenes during the film uh, that I want to talk about was going to be Iceman. Um, that scene, that the scene between Tom oh, Cruise. Yeah, when he bits. Yeah, because I remember thinking like the fuck, like why is he typing? Like it's kind of a weird thing to do, but no, it turns out, yeah, no, he actually has. Uh, he actually did have throat cancer, uh, and and it's, and it's very like yeah. you know like touching, but then they have a hug and he's like, "Now who's the best pilot?" And he's like, "We're having a nice moment. Don't ruin it." <laughs> yeah, that was great. It's it's nice. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a nice little scene. Um, I saw so a so in I think last year a twenty four released a documentary about Val Kilmer. Uh, it's called Val, and that's how I know that he he he's going through the throat cancer. Anyone who hasn't seen that documentary, I highly recommend it. It's just called Val, and it is it is great. Um, I think it's on. I think Amazon produced it too, so you can find it on Prime. Um, but yeah, uh, no, he was great for like the little scene that he has, and then we have to see. Sadly, we have to see like the scene where he passed away, and they have to go to the funeral, and. Um, so this movie is, is really just a collection of all those scenes, really heartfelt and both and also like action filled. Um, like it was great, it was freaking great. Um, so that that I thought was a nice touching scene. And I like that the last scene that they shared is that joke, like that. Uh, you know, we're having a nice. No, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that was nice. Um, I think it humanized Maverick a lot. I, you know, I think that is one thing that they tried to do with this film was humanize him a lot. Whether oh. There's also the funny scene with him and Penny where they're about to mess around and then her daughter gets home and he, they're like, get out, get out now. Like, oh, like yeah. almost like teenagers scared of the parent catching them oh, and then he jumps out the fucking window and then she's like, don't you hurt my mom again. It's like, she's oh, there. God. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the parent in this relationship? No, Who's the parent? No, oh. My entire theater was cracking up just when he drops her off at the house. And she opens the door and like walks in and leaves the door open. Just like when everyone saw the door open, everyone in my theater was cracking up. Right. Because <laughs> it's like, well, go in, dude. Like she left the door open. Like she's what, waiting. What would have been hilarious uh, if he went in and just closed yeah. the door for her? Went back to his bike. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, uh, and, and I like that their idea of a love scene is just them laying in bed, just having a nice chat. <laughs> like, like that's all we see. We just see them like lying there in bed, just talking, like. <laughs> like that's nice um, but like that's all we saw you know um, 
Yeah, no. This, you know, now that I think about it, I can't remember Tom Cruise ever may ever having a love scene in the past like ten years. Like even in any of the Mission Impossible films, he kisses, but he never actually does like the full on like you know a sex scene or anything like that. Yeah. Um. I I wonder if it's because yeah. he has kids. This this one I think. <laughs> I don't think that that's that's why. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just a. Uh, I don't know. He has one in the original Top Gun. Oh, but you said last yeah, time. Yeah, I can't so. remember the last time he had a love scene, know. but I think he's more of a family man now than he used to be because all of his films are, I won't say family oriented, but very much like they're movies he could probably show his kids and they wouldn't be like, what the fuck, dad? Like, they'd all be like, oh, okay. Dad's running yeah. away from another thing. Yeah. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I apologize for nothing. Okay. But let's talk about the mission. No, all right, that's fine. Uh, the mission, uh, Jesus Christ! I love, I, I, I love, I, I was ready for the film to end when the mission was completed, but they just kept going on like that rescue, that return, that bring Maverick and Rooster back. Um, shit, it was great. What's it called? Um, the yeah. the whole the whole mission started. Okay, did anyone else... Like, I thought about this objectively. I'm just saying. There was some nepotism in there when he picked uh, Rooster instead of Hangman. I'm just saying, oh, like... The fact that he picked Rooster over Hangman, I'm like... But this is this is bullshit. I'm sorry. Like, one of them keeps, like, postponing. And I get it. Oh, I believe in him, but... Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You're gonna die. No, but it also like make it also makes sense. Like he wants to give that closure to to Rooster. Like he wants him to have that vindication, and he wants to prove to him that he can do this and he can do it properly. It's almost like not revenge, but it is like it is making up for the fact that he stopped his papers from going through when he first tried to apply. That's true. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess you're right. It's probably his Sorry. makeup. Like Sorry. my bad. Um. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like that. That's also like a thing that you know takes place there. Very true. Um, I'm trying to think, man. What else? So we're on the actual mission itself, and it's stressful. Like tension throughout the whole film is there, but that entire third act, once they start the mission until they get back, is tense. Um, from them flying through the ring, because you know. It's damn near impossible. You see the fucking missiles. We're not in the practice zone anymore. Like, this is the real deal. You go above 100 feet, yeah. you're dead. And you yeah. tell everybody. Um, also, yeah. this film does a great job of showing accurate... I don't want to say 100%, but tactically speaking, what the military does as far as like, all right, launch them, go Tomahawk missiles. They're going to know that we're there. Respond quick. Get the fuck out of there. Because it's... Too often in action films, they're like, no, like, we're just going to go fight and win. It's like, no, no, no. We don't want our people to die. You're human beings. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this. We're going to get you a window. Get your asses back as quick as possible. Oh, wait, real one, one thing real quick that bugged the fuck out of me. Is it just me or did John Han's character, was he kind of willing to sacrifice them? Because multiple, multiple times yes. he's like, they know the risks of the mission. Motherfucker, is that the point? No, like, he he does want them to return, but he is like, okay, well, if they die, if he dies, he dies. In the worst uh, way, but yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, he he knows the risk, and they know the risk when they when they you know they accepted to go. So I, I I do think that he does think that, but I don't think it's a bad thing. What's cool? Like I don't see him as an asshole. I just see him as him fulfilling like what he has to do. Like oh yeah, if they don't come back. We'll we'll give them we'll give their relatives special flags. Fucking asshole. Yeah. Sorry, I I, I, I sorry, I just take umbrage with that. Um. But yeah, so the mission's going, um, and obviously, you know, uh, Rooster has to get to a point where he's like, all right, let's fucking go. Like, he hits it, and he, he says the line, but adjusted, but I like it. Talk to me, Dad. Talk to me. God, and it's like, yes, yes, yeah. this is great. I love this. Yeah, it was just, uh, it was good good drama. It was just well done. It was just, well, like... Well, the, the setup was done, was done well, and then the payoff was also done well. So it works both ways, and that we love to see it. We love to see it. Um, and then at the end, you know, they managed to escape. Uh, last uh, last piece of like comedic uh, scene, but like that scene where um, Rooster kind of saves him, and then he crashes, and then Tom Cruise goes up to him, and like they meet. And he goes, and he goes. Why? Why did you do that? Were you not thinking? And then he goes, "You told me not to think." <laughs> and then they, and then they both kind of look at each other like, "Fuck right. it, I guess we're stuck here." <laughs> but no, the the yeah. whole mission, like you know, successful. They do their own maneuvers, but then they get into a dog fight with these fifth generation fighters. With all they're making, they just make a big point of saying, "Like, look, in these aircrafts that we're in." We're gonna get murdered if we try to fight those guys. So we like, they make it very apparent. They said they, it's such a simple thing because sto- storytelling isn't that hard. Hey, here are the stakes. Here's what we can't do. Here's how we're gonna build tension so we can't do it. You know. And then they when they get once they engage yeah. in a firefight, like you're just watching. At one point, they just zoom out and you see like four planes all like circling around trying to fight all these enemies coming around trying to back each other up you also have the surface to air missiles trying to take him out there's just so much going on and I love it and then uh, at one point they pull this bullshit maneuver that just works where Rooster uh, is about to get tagged and Maverick manages to save him with flares but then Maverick gets hit and I legit thought oh my god did they kill him finally yes I not that I want Maverick yeah. to die, but I thought that's incredible stakes. The balls on this studio to kill him, do it, but they didn't. Um, but nonetheless, that false death worked, and then it worked a second time because you want to stand on the ground and they steal a jet and they're like, I flew one of these against the Meg or whatever. Um, when they're in the air and they're about to get shot down by that plane, I thought, okay, here's what's gonna happen. Uh, Rooster is gonna eject. Maverick is going to say, you know, I'm so. Remember at one point he says, I'm sorry, Goose. Like, I'm sorry, kid. Like, I'm sorry. Like, he thinks they're about to die. Yeah. I thought Maverick was going to die at that point and Rooster was going to get out. I thought, okay, double sacrifice. Yeah. Fine, I guess, if he kills Maverick. But he lives. I don't hate that he lived, but he lives. Also, 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 it would have been kind of poetic justice because of how the how Goose dies in the, yeah. the first one. It would have been kind of parallel, yeah. But no, we get a we get a big loud happy ending with a with a hangman coming in from the back and just shooting down this other this this other pilot and he comes in and he's flying there and 
we see, you know, we're not... I don't dislike Hangman. I don't. I actually did like his character a lot. Uh, because he is what Maverick was in the first one. He was that rebellious uh, rogue pilot with a lot of talent, just with a very cocky attitude. So the fact that that is what saves <laughs> him by the end, it's great. It's a nice way to bookend the story. Uh, yeah. Do you think there's any possibility that they're going to do a third one in th- another 36 years with Miles Teller? God, I fucking hope not. <laughs> Why not Top Gun Rooster? Don't. Why not? Just don't. I don't need Why another not? one. I don't. You're because right. I'd rather have I'd rather have another movie that's inspired by by this. I I'd rather a new filmmaker watch this and be inspired to make his own movie about something about something similar than I am for, for watching another one. I saw this uh I saw this thing about how when George Lucas was a kid, he saw all these all these movies about space and about samurais and about and about uh, energy. And out of all of that, he makes Star Wars. Like he took everything that he loved to make Star Wars. And then everyone that grew up to watch Star Wars are growing up, and they're just making Star Wars movies. Like they're not making their own things that that that, that were inspired by what yeah. they saw. I want to see that. Okay. Uh, if someone wants to make a cool movie on airplanes in like another thirty years, and 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 that, and that director goes, oh, I, I I just loved Top Gun when I was like when I was a kid, great. Um, but the way that the movie ended, like that's okay. I don't need another one. This is good. This is good. This is this this is gonna live on because we didn't need this one. The the original one lives perfectly by itself. If, if but we got this one, and it was great. If, if in another thirty years they they, they want to do another one, and that one's also great. Wonderful, but it has to beat this one, and that's gonna be really hard. So, yeah, I you know I really wonder if um, if the plans are because this film is making like stupid amounts of bank right now, like dumb amounts of money. Um, I, I'm wondering Good. if the production company, though, if Skydance or sorry Paramount doesn't want a sequel at the very least something down this road granted paramount and tom cruise had a famous falling out in the early 2000 in the late 2010s i'm wondering uh if they're maybe they're repairing the relationship now maybe it looks like they're mending their their relationship so that's that's good that's a good thing um this film I see it as I see it as positive. this film yeah. um, overall top mm-hmm. to bottom, good movie like a legitimately good film with a lot of action sequences, a lot of heart to the story. Which, uh, dude, I was not expecting there to be that much heart. I thought this was gonna be a dumb basic bitch action action plot. No, no, this film was good. It was damn yeah. good. Um. And that's all the movie needed to be. It didn't need to be more oh, than hey. that. It hey, was just Hans fun. Zimmer was part of the music yeah. for the film. That makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. Uh, yeah. Lady Gaga provides oh, like the most Jesus. '80s film she, mm-hmm. the most '80s song she's ever done, and that is fucking saying something. Uh, that is saying a lot. But yeah, um, overall, top to bottom, this film. Also, uh, one more, one more compliment. Uh, film is very, very, very rewatchable. I would see this again. I'd see this twice. You've no, like, twice. I would see it again. Like, like this is oh, a very okay. weird... 
this is a very rewatchable film that I would see multiple times. Like, I could see myself being like, you know what? Top Gun Maverick. Let's watch it again, yeah. Which is the best compliment I can pay. Yeah, I'm into that. To to a film. It's rewatchable. Yeah, I agree. Um, Jesus, I I have been keeping a list of, like, my favorite movies so far of this year. Well, I've I've, I've kept a list of, like, all the movies that, the, the new movies that I've seen this year. And this one is not number one, but it cracked, cracked like top, top uh, like five, six, huh. maybe. No, seven. It's a number, number seven. seven. Okay, I will look yeah. forward to that list. You know what else I look forward to? Hell yeah. What do you else, what else do you, do you look see. forward to? Everything, everywhere, all at once, showtimes. Everywhere, all at once. I, Have you seen no, it? No, but I'm, I'm literally looking up the showtimes right now as we speak. Let's see. We're okay. You want that to be our okay. next review so I can go watch it on like Tuesday? I would love to. I would love Let's to see. talk about that movie because let me let you in on something. Mm-hmm. That list, that my favorite movie, that, that, that ranked list, everything ever all, all at once, number one. Um, well, damn. How long is this film? Let me see. How how much time do you yeah. need to carve out? It's only ah, two hours and 20 minutes. I'll carve out a uh, Tuesday night for that. Fuck it. I'm going to Cinemark. Hell yeah. All right. So, final thoughts on Top Gun Maverick. Fun movie to watch and rewatch over and over and over again. Yourself? Oh, hey. Yourself? <laughs> uh, I adored it. I adored it. It was uh, I had such a good time. I I had a blast playing it. I I, I had a blast uh, enjoying it. Um, I love a, love a movie that I don't need to think about and just enjoy. It is weirdly enough. It is the opposite of everything ever all at once. It makes you think, but it makes you like it because you think because yeah. it makes you think. So um, I love them both, and I love uh, and I love this one. Uh, I give it a fuck it. I give it a nine out of ten. All right. Damn. Okay. Yeah, high, high compliments from me and Shema. You folks know next week you're going to be listening to us rave and review about everything all aw- everything everywhere all at once. And yeah. Um, folks, go check us out on Spotify, on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. Uh, I deeply encourage you to tell your friends about us. Uh, please and thank you. We are rebuilding. We also have a YouTube channel. Uh, I I post video oh, reviews yeah. on there, so yay, Chema. Yeah, um, thank you so much for watching. This is this is this is always fun. It's always great to do. Um, I, I have nothing else to add. Thank you so much for checking us out and for recommending us and everything. My I'm name is Chema, and this and this was the rollback. Was the rollback signing off with a reminder? Do you have a reminder? I got one. If you're going to be outside for more than five minutes, put on some goddamn sunscreen. I made that mistake. I've made that mistake several times. Are you starting to wear sunscreen? Uh, No, but I feel the effects of the sunscreen I didn't wear yesterday on my neck right now. (laughs) SPF over 50. Every time. Every day. Even if you don't go out. There's light in your in your. Hey, your do computer. you remember uh, that one episode of Drake and Josh, uh, where Josh is like SPF one thousand? Good luck, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. 
Oh god. Did I tell you that I got the set the seven day free trial for Paramount Plus just so I could watch reruns of Drake and Church? Really? Yeah, I canceled it immediately because all I wanted was to just rewatch Drake and Church. Let me see. Do they have SP Yeah, look, it's not even an actual thing. Do they even have SPF one thousand? No. I think I think they do because I, I have fifty, but I, I think what? it's higher than that. Yeah, no, I don't. I can't find it. Oh, uh, maybe I'm oh. wrong. Do they have SPF one hundred one thousand? Oh my god, they do. I have no idea. Ask me how much it is. How much? Is uh, two hundred and twenty-five dollars. But how long does it? Last? I don't know, man. I don't know. There's also SPF. It's an investment. Huh? I don't think it's meant for human use. It looks like it's in a tub made for cars. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a reminder. Bye, everybody. Thank you for everyone that stayed. Bye.